Welcome to the God is Love and So Are You podcast. I'm your host, Divinefulness Mary. Divinefulness is your sacred self empowered by your higher power's love. I'm an author, life coach, and survivor of childhood sexual abuse who has conquered post-traumatic stress. On Easter, God's love overwhelmed me and compelled me to create this podcast, a multi-faith mission to remind you how much God loves you and invite you to deepen your relationship with Him. Our guest today is Jane Rubietta. She is an author of 21 books, an international speaker, and animated storyteller who draws people into God's heart and purpose with her humor, joy, and drama. Numerous titles of hers have been found on international reading program lists. Jane believes that words can change the world, and she writes and speaks to send positive ripples to people who then change the world. Uh, welcome to the show, Jane. Thank you. I'm so glad to get to be part of your lives. Oh, great. Um, so tell us a little bit about you. Where, where were you from originally and where do you live now? Ah, uh, I grew up in, uh, actually, my formative years were in Tennessee, but I, I have long since lost my accent. Um, oh. Moved to Southern Indiana and uh, then, yeah, my accent started disappearing at that point. So I could no longer be called a Southern Belle. And then moved to, um, oh, shoot, I've been in the Chicago area for many years now and sound like I'm from here all along. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, but uh, the, the mountains of Tennessee will remain a very dear part of my soulscape. So did you do a lot of traveling in between Tennessee and Chicago? Well, when my parents moved when we were, um, you know, when we were kids, middle school, no, grade school age kids to Southern Indiana. So, uh, but from there, uh, yeah, when I went to college, then when I was in Germany, I hitchhiked all across Europe. I went to a Bible school in the South of Germany and, um, right. And then I moved to to Chicago area for, for seminary. So yes, I've gotten up to log a lot of footsteps as well as air miles. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes. I forgot to mention that you are a minister of the church. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, so let's hear your inspiring Bible verse and uh, tell us why you find it personally inspiring. When I first started really coming into this this place of wonder that oh my goodness we are we are loved um I I just devoured the scriptures I just read them from cover to cover uh, every yeah. night and when I hit um if the book of Ephesians there's so much of it that's just like la 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 that I couldn't mm -hmm. grasp it but when I got to Ephesians 3:20 it says now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond anything you could ask or imagine to him, be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. And from now, from now into eternity. And I thought, Oh my goodness. And then I did a little background on that. That word mm -hmm. power is the same word. I mean, that's our power that we're given, but it's the same word that's used when God raises Jesus from the dead. I mean, that's, and it's the same word in the Greek that actually um, the guy who invented dynamite used dynamite. It's do not wow. in the Greek. And so that kind of power is astounding. And I thought, um, so in, in that passage, I began to realize mm -hmm. that there is so much wonder involved in what we get to do and, and that it's far bigger 
than our limited imaginations. Um, and I, I mean, I grew up in a place where it was not safe to dream. It was not, except, mm. uh, you know, I mean, you just did, I mean, my goal was to survive every day. Right. As, mm. And that is not uncommon for many children, I know, and adults. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so this idea that, first of all, there would be something astounding that I could be part of was blowing my mind, but that uh, I had that level of power after coming from such a disempowered place. That's just astounding to me. So, so, um, so when I was in Germany, my, uh, my pen pal who, who I would eventually marry asked me what my favorite verse was. (laughs) And I said, Oh, it's Ephesians three 20. And and he he sent back a letter saying, well, couldn't you just have said you like the whole Bible because it's such a long verse? Well, for my <laughs> birthday that year, he engraved on the back of a, he, he made a leather Bible cover and on the mm-hmm. back of it, he leather tooled that verse for oh, me. Oh gosh, that's so beautiful. Oh my I word. I wonder married him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a uh, very, very, uh, very, very sweet and amazing. And I obviously still have that. The Bible fell apart, but still have it. But, um, but then, re- you know, as I mean, this last year has been so hard. Mm. And the, the last two years have been so hard for everybody. Yes. And um, I was in a really hard place. I had to have a really hard conversation with somebody I really love, uh, you know, a year or so ago, middle mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And, mm. um, and I thought, Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And that's when I started going back to this verse and this oh, do not me. Wow. The power of God is in me. Mm-hmm. I've got the power to do this. And so, um, you know, anyway, what we do with that power is our responsibility. And so that I, I just, I just love that because everything that I do is bigger than me. I feel like life is bigger than I am. The, the thing speaking is bigger than I am. Mm -hmm. I can't write 21 books. You wrote 21 books. So, oh, that's the do not miss of God in me. That's not me. Exactly. So, So I feel like this is something we can all live into. And I love that. That's beautiful. Yes. We forget that we're, you know, daughters and sons of, uh, of the divine creator. Yeah. And we have, what I like to say is uh, that we have God's spiritual DNA inside us. Well, that's absolutely true. The very breath of God people. Yeah. I mean, the saliva, you can get COVID from other people's saliva. Well, hello, we have God's breath in us. That is, Mm -hmm. um, that's DNA, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> okay, so um, I think our listeners would like to hear um, maybe um, a little bit more about a personal experience, but where God revealed his love for you and how it impacted your life. Gosh, Mary, there have been so many instances. Um, w- when I first came to know Jesus, it was you know, there was an awful lot of just token ascent in that, mm. but there was also the, the place where I was really wooed was in church with a hymn and the Holy oh. Spirit touched me so much wow. through those words and that music. And I was just overwhelmed. And that's been a powerful breakthrough tool for me. What was ever the hymn? Since. What's that? What was the hymn? 
oh, who knows? It was probably, who knows what hymn it was. Um, but it was, it was your typical altar call hymn, go forward and receive wow, Jesus yeah, hymn. But yeah. that day, that day was the day that, that I just made this move that would impact me for the rest of my life. I didn't know how much, but, um, mm. but even now as a breakthrough to get back to my own heart, to get back to tears, to get back to Jesus, I, I will sit and plunk at a piano, just one hand, I get out a hymnal and I play and sing until I start to feel again. And it, yeah, it's a it's lovely, beautiful. lovely tool for me. Wow. So that's one place that I, I really experienced God's love, but I have, but the other thing I wanted to say, because I think, mm-hmm. you know, then this ties in with the Ephesians three twenty, right. uh, the power that's to do more than anything we could ask or imagine um, is when we start to use the gifts we've been given. Exactly. That, yeah. that like, I can't do this, but, but God can in me. And, you asked about times when I feel really close to God, but one of the places I feel so connected to God is when I'm speaking because that is not me. I I mean, I, I sometimes it's almost like an out of body thing. Like, is Mm -hmm. this me up here? I can't believe who is that? That's is she's so filled with the presence. I feel the presence of Jesus in me at that point. So, um, and, and I think that if, if we could all begin to just, uh, just, put our toes in the water and see what those mm-hmm. gifts might be that are bigger than we are, that we can't possibly do on our own, that we begin to encounter the divine miracle in that space. It's, it's, it's an astounding thing. It's very full of endorphins. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If, uh, you know, I was blessed with knowing from, you know, early on that I wanted to be a writer, but, I never thought I was good enough. And then I was almost 30 and then reflected on and thought, you know, it, it's now or never, why not go for it? But other people don't have anything to look back on in their childhood and say, Oh, that's, that's what I want to explore. That's probably what I want to do, but at least I know that's where I'm going to start exploring um, my gifts. So what advice would you have for someone who doesn't have anything really in their background that, you know, speaks to their heart and, but they want to find, you know, their talent or talents. Ah, that's good. So, so a couple of things, a couple of ideas that I have. Um, one is that you can look for where those energy sparks are. Like when you are doing this, where do you feel really, really alive? Oh. Um, because there's a chance that, that in that space, there mm-hmm. is the spark of divinity. I really believe that. Um, and I've said yes to so many things that were absolutely deadly to my soul, but they were good things. And I should do them because I'm a good pastor's wife or I'm a good, whatever. I'm a good woman. I'm a good wife. I'm a good mom. I'm a good blah, blah, blah. I should do these. And I was just in a, they moved me into an emotional coma. Well, the chances are, are huge that I was doing that for the wrong reasons. Uh, but also um, that, that energy drain is, is possibly a sign that you're not called mm-hmm. to do that, that that's not Good what advice. you're doing. Mm-hmm. But then, then I guess the third thing I would say is um, like when you start to imagine doing something, like I was terrified to think about writing. I was horrified mm-hmm. to imagine ever speaking. I never dreamt I'd speak internationally, never, ever crossed my mind. Um, you know, gauge your fear. 
figure out, like, if I could just do this, but then listen to that fear. If you are experiencing fear in that place, that may well be the sign that that's one of your gifts because it takes the divine to get past the fear. Yes. And I'm reminded, I don't know if you sent this to me. Somebody sent this to me, a Georgia O'Keefe quote, where she said she was constantly terrified whenever she painted, um, whenever, you know, from the very start until the very end. And you, and she was a brilliant artist, but she did it anyway. She did it anyway. Feel the fear. What's that? That's a book. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia O'Keefe is, uh, she's a hero to me. Seeing takes time, she said. And friendships take time and life takes time. Mm -hmm. People take time. Now you said your books are based on uh, a practical spiritual mindset. Um, Tell us what that means and just kind of tell us more about that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I really crashed and burned when I was in my uh, mid twenties. I had two babies. We lived in the middle of nowhere. It was a real cross-cultural, although quite American experience, this move. And um, I just crashed and burned in that space. And I forgot the question, Mary. I'm embarrassed to say that. Well, that's okay. Um, (laughs) Your books are based on what I see as a practical spiritual mindset. And I just wanted you to tell us what that means. And also, you know, just expand on okay on, on that. Right. Yeah. I'll start that over. So I just crashed and burned as a as a, a young wife and mom. I was in a countercultural kind of place, cross-cultural place, and and I brought all my wounds to that space and I just burned out so fast. And I I started just trying to read books. You know, like I just need help. I was in the middle of nowhere, so I didn't so I'm reading, I'm reading, 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 and I'm like yeah, I mean, this is a really nice book. It's really well written. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. And uh, and I would hear these riveting, fabulous, very engaging speakers. And I we'd walk away and everybody else is going, oh, that was phenomenal. And I'm looking around going, what are you supposed to do with this? It's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know how to live. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to live that. And so... I realized that when I started writing, it had to it had to be practical. It had to matter to people and be livable. So, so from the very first thing I ever wrote, that was just one of my other principles. And so, in every book, whether I have one novel and then twenty nonfiction books, but the, it's I always try to 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 say the how. Here's how, and the why is that this is not just, nobody needs more information, my goodness. We, we, need, we need transformation. Exactly. And, and it's when we are transformed that the world is transformed. So, so that's what I mean by the practicality. They all come with some kinds of application spaces and I have downloadable discussion guides so that you can actually just ask deeper questions and figure out how to then live. That's perfect because that's, uh, I remember when I started going back to Catholic church, um, I had a talk with the priest afterwards and I said, beautiful homily, but you gave me zero to go out into the world to use. And thank God he, you know, he, he was 
open and he kept that in mind. And, and now his, you know, his homilies are more practical, um, spiritually based, but it's, yeah, all that theology and, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful and inspiring to a point, but yeah, if you don't know how to use it, it doesn't really yeah. help much. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, this is not a, an exercise in, in nice word formation or sentence structure or eloquent speech. Um, it's it, everything that we do is intended to have um, to help people live better. It's got to be. Otherwise we are just on the wrong path. Exactly. Is there anything you would like to add before I ask you how people can contact you? Well, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that you, you invited me to think about was this whole idea of, um, you know, a place where I have overcome something big. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, I thought, gosh, I, I just feel like I don't ever overcome anything. <laughs> like I thought I was done with that. Oh, I'm not done with that. Oh shoot. I'm not. Oh man. I got to go back and try this again. But, um, I recently become aware that so much healing happens when we let go of what, what other people, what we think others expect of us, when we mm. let go of their approval of us right. or disapproval, right. we're able to detach from that. And so just even these last few months, I've been just trying to, to have some kind of healthy detachment from what other people might be achieving or accomplishing or expecting of me, what mm -hmm. I think they think of me or don't think of me. Right. Um, right. And, and I find that I'm just in general, a much happier individual when I can do that <laughs> because the bottom line is not what anybody else thinks of us. It, it is everything about what God thinks of us. And you know, Mary, God mm -hmm. is crazy about us. Mm -hmm. I, I can't even get over that. God's crazy about us. Who cares what so-and-so thinks? God is nuts about us. And so if we can live in that space, then, then we bring our best game everywhere we go because the big deal is that we are loved and so are other people. Absolutely. There is what, I can't remember which saint said uh, God's paradise is the human heart. Ooh. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I can't remember which saint, but I remember that. Well, I'm writing that down. I love that. I may need to use that in the wedding today. <laughs> well, it makes sense. Jesus said, make your home in me and I'll make mm -hmm. my home in you. I'm going to live in you. Of course, that makes total sense. That's an excellent word. And we don't have to do anything or be anything. We just need to be ourselves. God loves us. He's a perfect father. Like any good parent, he wants us to do our best. We're called to love him with our whole heart, mind, and body, and to do his will, which is to love. We just need to be ourselves. God loves us. He's a perfect father. And like any good parent, he wants us to do our best. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. Love, honor, and bless. Yeah, I was looked to the uh, two greatest commandments you know, where Jesus says, you know, to love God with your whole heart, with your whole mind, with your whole body. And then the second, which is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And I always like to stress with that. That assumes that we love ourselves humbly, of course, but that assumes self-love. Yeah, it really it's does. So beautiful.
which I didn't see for years. I just recently found it a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it really does. And uh, when I think it was, it, it was definitely Henri Nouwen. Uh, have you read any of his works? No. H-E-N-R-I Nouwen. He, he was a priest and he said that when he started reading, when he read Matthew 317, where Jesus uh, hears God say over him, you are my beloved son. I am well pleased with you. Mm-hmm. That at that point, uh, Henri started putting his own name in there. Oh, you are my beloved son, Henri. I am well pleased with you. I and love it, that. Yes. Well, we begin to live in our belovedness because that's the absolute truth. It's astounding that then it's not like weird self narcissistic love. No, not it's, at all. Not it's at all. love in us. We're just saying, oh, thanks. I'm going to live it. <laughs> that's why Jesus said we should be like children. Be totally open to him and trust him wholeheartedly so we will get into the kingdom of God, inherit the kingdom, or something like that. I can't remember. I'm a Catholic. We're usually not very good with Bible verses. Yeah, they'll inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, that's what I want. I mean, I don't want a kingdom. I just want to live in that space. So, yeah, sounds like that's good. Yeah, to live in love, to live and be loved wherever you are, for who you are, not to have to pretend to be anything to anyone at any time. Just, you know, like kids. That's why I love one of the most beautiful sounds in the world, I think, is the sounds of kids screaming in a playground or a park. And I know it's kind of annoying, but it's just so beautiful because they're just being themselves. They're not worried about what people think. They're in the moment, they're enjoying life, and they're being their true divine selves. And we lost that. Yes, we have. Oh, that's such a beautiful, thank you for that that scene. I, I just remembered that one of the things that's happened in these last 15 months is that kids are playing in the streets. Yes, they're yes. playing. I see kids on scooters, and, I, and sometimes I just want to cry. And there was this whole crew, like 30 kids, who's playing in the street. This, the, a, t- a couple of weeks ago at night, and I'm like, "This is my childhood." Yeah, is that what I hear Beautiful. them screaming and calling out, and you know, and I just thought, "Oh gosh!" And so, thank you for that um, that reminder. That's so true. If we could learn to play, oh, be free. Yeah, yeah, we need to work on regaining that that freedom that, which is really just being ourselves. Letting God love us and everyone else around us love them and love each other. Yeah, I think that's really our divine call for every single one of us. I bless you and you get to be a blessing. Ding, 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 ding. We win. God makes it so easy. We make it so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We're so human. Yeah. But he still loves us. (laughs) Thank God. I'm in, not in charge. Otherwise, we'd be in trouble. We would be in such trouble. <laughs> the times that I'm trying to be in charge are really not very good times at all. So, okay. So tell us about your, um, you know, how people can find out more about you or your website, social media. And uh, do you have any um, appearances coming up? Oh, sure. Yeah, thank you. I uh, My website is janerubietta.com. And that's R-U-B-I-E-T-T-A. 
Okay. So there's all sorts of information there. All the different books I've written are there. Um, you can find me on social media. Of course I'm on, I'd say almost nothing on Twitter because I can't think of anything profound to say in a very short space, but um, I am on Instagram and primarily on Facebook, which is a sad thing, but anyway, but so you can find me there, friend me there, follow me there. I would love to engage with you. Um, and let's see, I do, I preach locally once or twice a month in uh, Northern Illinois mm-hmm. and at, um, do you Joyful do virtual Street. events? I do virtual events. I absolutely do. You can go to my YouTube channel. Yep. That's the other content connect. You can go to my YouTube channel. I've got a bunch of sermons up there I'm currently preaching through the, the book of Matthew. So that's Ooh. been super eye-opening and courageous. Cool. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, so that's fun. I'm um, definitely going to check that out. And I I'm, didn't know that you were on YouTube. I must have missed that when I checked out the website. It probably doesn't say it on the website because I need to update that part of it. The pandemic okay. has done so much of this for us, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you got to put everything virtually. Oh, okay, how do I do that? Oh, yeah, you have to use right. iMovie. I do? How do I do that? <laughs> 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 okay, here we go. It's been great. <laughs> um and I do, I, I don't actually post on my, on my website, my speaking calendar, but I have a number of events in the fall. Mm-hmm. All, uh, thanks be to God, uh, a number of events in the fall in Texas and Georgia and uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. And I don't know where all, but anyway, Illinois. So, so what kind of speaking engagements um, do you offer your services for? Yeah, they tend to be women's events, although I invariably have women come up to me and say, don't you ever do this for men? Why aren't men here? Because my husband really needs to hear this. (laughs) And I love that. Um, But, you know, I just find that that women tend to be the ones who really want to gather. Particularly now, I think that's a real huge hunger for us. But um, so it could be it could be a day retreat it could be an overnight it could be a weekend it could be an evening it could be a morning it could be virtual it could be an afternoon it could be um a book group i mean i just do all of that because my passion is to connect to connect with people and um and see where that leads in terms of hope and and healing and who is you know how does god really feel about me so it's really a delight um and then, of course, I, I preach. So when I, as mm-hmm. often when I'm speaking somewhere out of state, I will preach somewhere on the following, on that Sunday, just because I'm already there. So that's super fun. Oh, wow. That's very cool. So do you have any of your sermons on your YouTube channel? Yeah. Oh, great. It is on my YouTube channel. And there's other stuff on YouTube, but not, mm-hmm. uh, not so much on my channel. I don't know how to move it to my channel from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I can't help you with that. I'm not that uh, yeah, tech savvy as far as. Yeah. I don't own the rights to a lot of that, even though they're my words, but I mean, it's not my platform that they're hosted on. So mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know how to move it over, but anyway, anyway, it's, it's accessible to people online. That's great. Thank you so much, Jane, for joining us. It's been wonderful, fun and inspiring. Thank you for reminding us that the power of God's love empowers us with far more than what we ask for or can ever imagine. I'll put all your contact information in the show notes. Oh, that's great. Oh, you're welcome. So I'll just say... 
please take a moment today to remember how your higher powers lifted you up over the years and consider deepening your relationship with him or her. And remember to take care of God's precious gift. You. Thank you for listening to the God is Love and So Are You podcast. Join me next Monday for more about God's passionate love for you. Subscribe to this podcast and find out more about Jane Rubietta, her practical spirituality books, and more on her website at janerubietta.com. Follow her Instagram and Facebook. Check her out on YouTube where she's currently preaching on the book of Matthew. Matthew.